0: Welcome to the School Counseling in Nebraska podcast. My name is Lonnie Watson, and I will be joined by a colleague and a great school counseling friend, Jake Willems. This show is produced by the Nebraska School Counselor Association. We look forward to you following along as we discuss, question, and dive into all that the world of school counseling has to offer. Thanks for listening. Welcome to our pod squad. Welcome to School Counseling in Nebraska podcast. I'm thrilled today to be able to introduce you to Andrew Hunziker. Andrew works for Education Questions. Education Quest Foundation is a nonprofit with a mission to improve access to higher education in Nebraska. They provide free college planning services, need-based scholarship programs, college access grants for high schools, college access resources for middle schools, and outreach services to community agencies. Andrew is in Chadron this week, doing FAFSA completion days with our community members, with our kids, with our parents. He is an invaluable asset to Education Quest and to Western Nebraska. I am so thrilled today to bring you Andrew. For the last 10 years, Andrew and I have actually become very good friends. Andrew has helped me with multiple students and their access to college, filling out the FAFSA, finding scholarships, and he's become kind of a staple in our community. He's going to come today and tell us all about the new and improved FAFSA, how it's going, some college access opportunities for high schools across the state of Nebraska. So I'm thrilled to introduce you to my friend, Andrew. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on School Can- Counseling in Nebraska podcast. Um, as I said in your intro, you are one of the most amazing humans I've ever met. I'm so thrilled to do this interview. Um, so I- I've already been gushing about how amazing are you-, you are. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do for Education Quest? What is Education Quest and um, just some of the things you're excited for moving forward the school year?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Education Quest is a Nebraska nonprofit that assists with college planning, um, with FAFSAs, with scholarships, with college applications, things like that. Uh, we have offices in Kearney Lincoln, Omaha, and then myself in Scotts Bluff. And everything that we do is completely free. So if we're going out to the high schools to do something, or if they need to meet with us virtually or at our offices, we, we are the go-to people when it comes to you know, if you have questions on at college.
0: I have to gush about you again, because we just got done in Chadron doing our FAFSA completion days, our first set of them. We've got more. So we've got more of Andrew. And he's like, everyone, you need to know this. Andrew's a local celebrity here in Chadron. So (laughs) Andrew meets with these moms and dads, and then all of a sudden they're like, tell me, oh, Lonnie, Andrew's in town. Oh, we got to bring him coffee where they're bringing you gift cards. They they really feel like you're part of their families through this process. So uh, school counselors, you probably see education quests all the time on the listserv. Eric and Andrew and Chelsea and Jody and their amazing team and more than I'm missing here, but they'll jump on the listserv the minute a counselor has a question about a scholarship. Is this appropriate to hand out to my kids or I should be worried? They're like, yeah, green light or red light, don't do it. So um, I'm super, super thankful for you and our community is um, as well. And I'm telling you guys, Andrew's a celebrity. He comes to town yeah. and everyone, it, my funny story about this, Andrew, is I do senior seminar days and we'll talk a little bit about that in the podcast. And a couple Fridays ago, I had the kiddos raise their hand if they had their fafshuk. FAFSA appointment set up and there weren't that many hands. And I knew you were full. You were booked solid for two days straight. So you sent me, um, kind of, you know, who, uh, what order we were going to go in. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are such a celebrity. All the past parents who have kids in college also, um, book appointments with you. So it's, it's amazing because they feel connected. Up, so what an awesome organization. So, Andrew, let's talk FAFSA for a little bit. Um, I'm spoiled because I have you, so I don't always have to know the inner workings of the FAFSA because you do so many. But like many counselors, I I do assist kids occasionally um, and families on my own with the FAFSA. Uh, I haven't m- been in this new one. I yeah. what, do you, what do you think about it? Tell me how it's going it's, this year. Tips and tricks. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it it is a completely different formula website well, the website's the same, but but the format of it is completely different. Um, now there's two parts. There's a student portion, and there is a parent portion. Um, the other thing I want to mention right off the bat is they are telling us that this is a soft launch, so there could be technical glitches here and there, which um, all of us with Education Quest have dealt with just about any glitch you can imagine with the FAFSA currently, um, but with the two portions, the things that I definitely want to get out there is I have discovered that starting on the parent side, if the student is a dependent, then starting with the parent side does tend to make the process move a lot easier. It's it's kind of a smoother process altogether. And then when you get in the student side, it's just clicking a lot of continues, adding a little few things here and there, um, like the college that the college is that they want to send it to and then adding their financial information if they have any financial information to add. Um, That makes the process go really quickly. The new FAFSA will provide uh, the results called Student Aid Index instead of the EFC that we had in the past, and that's just a number on a range as to what you qualify for or where you fall on the range for qualifying. And then it will tell you right off the bat if, if you have any Pell Grant coming your way. Your usernames and passwords, that has been the hardest part of this process. Um, So the students will need one, and if parents file jointly um, and they're married, then only one for for a parent. Um, But if they're married, filed separately, then we would need two. Each parent would need to create an FSA ID. Those need to be linked with Social Security Administration before you actually get your full-on FAFSA results. So if you go in and it hasn't quite matched up, that's okay. Um, You'll get notified once it is verified, and then it will send the student what they qualify for. Um, But that's kind of what we're looking at. And then the big change is the the business and farm and ranch piece. Starting this year for the 24-25 FAFSA, they are now considering farm and ranch and businesses of any size. To be deemed an asset on the parent side when it comes to a business we're looking at the if they own the building what the net value is so how much it's worth minus how much they owe Um, we're looking at inventory we're looking at um, equipment if they have any equipment most of the time so far i've seen it's like Mary Kay. And in that case, they may have some inventory, but they don't have to worry about a building or anything like that. So, so we're looking good there. Um, the other thing that we're looking at for the businesses, the farm and ranch piece, is that they, um, the business, the farm and ranch, you're going to be looking at the land. And if you own the land, you're going to be looking at what else? The equipment, livestock, both breedable and and non Uh, we're looking at grains and storage we're looking at you know just kind of all those things the good thing is for the farm and ranch piece they can use their balance sheet and that actually kind of gives them most of the information keeping in mind we want to subtract out any money that you still owe loans things like that um those are kind of the big changes that we've seen so far one of the great changes is your tax information is going to automatically pull over. You no longer have to link, which is a huge benefit, especially in rural Nebraska, where our addresses are kind of, you know, complicated uh, in our rural areas. So that's it, it has been going pretty smooth, had a few ups and downs here and there. But once I figured out going to the parent side, then into the students, it does make the process go pretty quickly.
0: So I was worried about the farm and ranch, Andrew. So after yesterday, we had our first couple of FAFSA completion days. And to me, it seems like the kids and the families and the ranches that were qualifying for some pell- some to full program. Pell- I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, Andrew. I'm, I'm a little less fearful than I mm-hmm. was about student aid. Is that kind yeah. of what you're finding out in other places?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say that. The average farm and ranch family that we have in in rural Nebraska probably is not bringing in a huge adjusted gross income and in some and a lot of cases, it's negative. And so really that asset doesn't go into the equation as much. The main focus is household size and that adjusted gross income. That's what they're looking at most of the time. Um, but you know, depending on how much the assets could be, it could take you out of the running for like the Pell Grant, but in most situations, um, I have not seen my my Pell eligible families are maintaining to be Pell eligible families, even though they now have new assets that they're adding in.
0: Got it. That's that's kind of what I was Feeling. That was the feeling that I was getting the temperature I was picking up on, Andrew. Uh, so next year, the FAFSA, it's like we will see you right back again because we it, tell me if I'm correct. We move back to just the fall normal October launch uh, next year.
1: Yep. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, It that is. So this year is kind of a fluke that because of the brand new um, equation and template and stuff like that, they pushed it back. Uh, to opening in December 31st Um, but next year we go back to doing this process in October so October 1st will be the opening date and it should maintain being the opening date into the future we're hoping it maintains that because it's it's been a bit of a crunch for the seniors this year getting fafsas in done in time for scholarships and that's and that's you know why we do the fafsa in the first place is to make sure they do qualify for scholarships um and they're not losing out on opportunities
0: okay so we know the fafsa um gets students eligible for certain scholarships. If they meet qualifications, we know that it could qualify them for student loans. Here's the question I get. And I bet if I'm getting it a hundred times a year, you're getting it 5,000 times a year, but I'm just going to play. We're going to role play here. I'm a parent. Andrew, I make too much money to qualify for any Pell Grants or free federal aid. Why would I even do the FAFSA? This seems like a giant waste of my time. Do you get that question all the time?
1: Oh my gosh, all the time. What, even, what do you advise, even clients parents? sitting down with me. Yeah, so for sure, I would always say it's worth it because one, it it's not that time consuming. Um, and especially if you work with with one of us who does you know, 300 of these a year, it's gonna be a pretty quick process. Um, but the other thing is, a lot of scholarships, maybe if you're, you know, your students playing for an athletic team or a lot of scholarships will just straight up require it because the college or that scholarship group will want to know that you're maximizing what you qualify for. So you might not, you know, feel like you're going to qualify for anything other than the loans, but at least you have the loans as a backup. And it may just straight up be required by a lot of scholarships, things like early admission scholarships that kids just automatically get. They may seriously require the FAFSA to be submitted. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now. However, starting next year for the 25, 26 FAFSA, um, for our graduating classes of 25, it will now be a graduation requirement to submit the FAFSA. Um, And, I am excited about that. I know that it's people are a little on fence for, with this, but for our families that they don't talk about college at home because maybe mom or dad didn't go to college and they're doing the really, you know, blue collar physical labor jobs. By doing the FAFSA when they're a senior in high school, they may qualify for a lot of things that are grant based. And then from that, scholarships. And so it could open up the door to get families out of generational poverty and um, opportunities that these kids may not have even realized that they have. So um, that's going to be a big change next year. Uh, and and Education Quest doesn't have enough staff to do every FAFSA for every kid. But um, the process has really gotten a little more streamlined. So hopefully that will assist and we will be there to help, you know, with questions as we go through the process. But yeah, I always tell families it's worth it to do it. Really, it's, you know, maybe 30 minutes out of your day. And just to make sure that your kid has everything that they would qualify for.
0: Well, and that that's what I'm thinking when I hear you. It's like uh, just uh, security and it, when it's not required, when it will be required, it'll be a requirement. But it's security that you're not leaving any money on the table, that you're exactly. not missing a requirement. Um, I I saw a study, and this was last year, so I know I'm going to be way off because I think it was even for like 21, 22, but there was something, Andrew, to like $7 billion in Pell Grant money that was not used, right? Yep. Either yep. awarded or not claimed. Um, That is just $7 billion that kids could have used to get a certification, get a college degree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it blows my mind. And that, in all honesty, that's also the case with a lot of like scholarships that are like local based. Man, I can't tell you how many foundations reach out to me and say, we still have, you know, multiple grants, you know, multiple thousands of dollars that still just waiting because we don't have anybody applying for them. And they may be smaller scholarships, but man, that money adds up. So you're right. It's go out and apply for everything, that you can potentially qualify for it's worth it in the long run to get those scholarships, to get hopefully those grants and the loans are always there as kind of a fallback as well.
0: Well, it, and I have had students, Andrew, that did not qualify for a Pell Grant, but based on their EFC, now what you're telling me is their student aid index. Is that right? That's how I say that yep. now. Their EFC, yep. They. I had a student apply to NYU in Columbia where they were not low income for the state of Nebraska or especially Western Nebraska because our salaries are lower. But for NYU mm-hmm. and for Columbia, they were their EFCs, which now student aid index, were some of the lowest. So they were able to get yeah. some institutions scholarships or meet a demographic of need, even though their income here wouldn't have for our yep. schools. Um, another thing I love about education quest and you are so wonderful, Andrew, when you come and talk to my parents, I'm just obsessed with the language that education quests use when we talk about college. And I'm just, this is like a call to arms for counselors across the state that, um, we need to not get bullied into when we talk college. Andrew, you're so good. Every time you say, I'm going to say, we're going to say common language college here, but we might not. We're talking about all of it. We're talking about barber, barbering school at DWC. We're talking about nine-month certification programs. We're talking about power line over here in Scotts Bluff. Uh, we, yeah. we, we are also talking about four-year um, colleges and universities as well, but we are talking about H three jobs, skills, high level earnings. We're we're talking about getting these kids a certification, a college degree, a skill, and you even mentioned military too. You're talking military.
1: Yeah, any training after high school in in Education Quest world is college because that's going to just set you up for you know certification, for a diploma, for a, a full-on degree. Whatever it might be just gets you additional experience in whatever field you're going into, which then means that you're making more money. And one of the other things is they say that the more education you have, the longer you live. Uh, the more likely you are to have a gym membership, uh, stats on that are kind of crazy. College grads have more gym members. Like they're the ones that have gym memberships out of most people. Um, the, you have, you know, healthcare that is provided by your employer in most situations. It's just your, your quality of life does increase and is, and is better in the long run. Um, it's just and, and community involvement. People with degrees tend to be more involved in their communities, which to me is is kind of a big deal. So yeah, there's a lot of factors when we're talking about college that it's it's worth it to just check and see what and, and call it. Let's be real. College is not for everyone, and that is totally fine. But for the ones who want to have, you know, those trades or those degrees for career advancement we want to be there to make sure that they're successful. That's all we want.
0: Well, and Andrew, I've shared some of my story with you because we've become such good friends over the last 10 years. But um, I tell my parents here, I said, I am biased and you have to know why I'm biased. And when I taught college, that's why I appreciate you. You come in and we speak this very similar language of we we are do not necessarily want to push any kid into something. They're not, if it's a classroom for four more years or anything, but certification, skill, training, something that makes you highly qualified, um, to improve your quality of life. I, on one side of my family is my mother, my aunt and my grandmother. Um, and then it goes on to my great, that whole side on my mother's, um, side, no, College education, no skills yeah. and training, no um, certifications, no nothing extra. Um, on my dad's side of the family, we have very highly educated college professors, teachers, um, nurses. A lot in the nursing and the healthcare profession. And I can just see it. My own family. I have. I lost my mother ten years ago. My grandmother recently is deceased on that side, and my aunt. When I was even younger than that. And on my dad's side of the family, we're going to celebrate 92nd birthdays coming up this month. And it just, it's just crazy. To me, the quality of life is how I think my mother could have benefited. And and there's a lot of reasons why that didn't work out for her. But um, I I, you know it's a passion of mine now. I'm I'm with you guys. I'm like on Education Quest bandwagon here. Let's at least give access to every kid. And that seems like what the FAFSA helps
1: to do too. It does, it it really does. Yep. It's it just ends up opening up their eyes to what they may qualify for, and then they can compare you know, different colleges on what they might qualify for and additional scholarships that they may just automatically qualify for based on their FAFSA results. It's just worth it in the long run.
0: So let's talk Um, another organization that I'm completely sold on and I'm on the bandwagon for is the Susan Buffett Scholarship, <laughs> the Buffett Foundation. Yeah. Um. I can't speak highly enough of this organization. Um, I, You and I both work directly sometimes with Bianca and have her on speed dial. So she helps us get the logistics of the Buffett scholarship. Uh, tell me, the FAFSA being late, should we be worried about our students being able to submit their FAFSA information on the Buffett organization? I think it's extended.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, So for those of you who aren't familiar with the Buffett Scholarship, it is probably the largest scholarship in the state of Nebraska. It's renewable for up to five years. It is transferable. It is Nebraska-based for public colleges in Nebraska only, but it's a huge opportunity for students. Um, And you're right. Because of this delayed FAFSA, they've pushed back their FAFSA deadline. So the application itself which is the essays, the letters of recommendation, and the application. That will be due by February 1st at um, 4 Mountain Time, 5 Central Time. But because of the delayed FAFSA, the FAFSA piece, your FAFSA submission summary won't need to be provided until March 15th at 4 Mountain Time, 5 Central Time. So they pushed that back. Um, I've been pretty impressed with how On top of it, the Buffett scholarship seems to be, uh, we haven't seen every scholarship move deadlines. So the fact that they did it well in advance and they've been advertising it so much has been quite helpful. Um, And when it comes to the FAFSA piece that you submit, um, as far as I'm familiar with, you will be able to send, submit a PDF of the email that you receive once your FAFSA is processed. So if it has that student aid index on it and it tells you if you qualify for a Pell Grant, how much, that's the page that you'll actually attach in to your application. So it's a pretty a pretty easy um, way to get that all taken care of Um i absolutely and now i get to gush a little bit because shadrin and i have another school in the panhandle go above and beyond um when it comes to the buffett it is uh every senior does the essays for that are required for the buffett and that's not because every student qualifies that is because those essays are great for them to have saved on their computers Because the questions that they ask are going to be asked over and over and over by all the different scholarships, and they already have it done. And they have the comfort of knowing that they have you and Mr. Ewing, and to go over that information to make sure that it's good, that it's a good reflection of those kids, uh, because we always laugh. They have a hard time bragging about themselves, so it's good to have your guys' support to say, well, you also did this, or you're really good at this. Those are things to add in your application. So I would love to, and I will also say for the counselors listening, that because you guys have every senior doing those essays, you guys see one more Buffett scholarship kids per capita than I would say a lot of my other schools um, in the panhandle receive. But also when I'm talking to these kids about about what they qualify for. We're talking about scholarships. And I can say, you already have the essays pretty much ready to go for any scholarship. And you just may have to tweak it a little bit and submit it. And that that work is done. You've done that in class. So you're not going outside and having to do a lot of that extra time for those scholarships. So that's huge. I would love to see more schools get on board to have that done with all of their seniors just because it is so hugely beneficial for those kids, um, not just the Buffett recipients, but for all of the kids to have that done.
0: Well in I've tried it every which way, Andrew. It's just like my scheduling process or uh, how I do SAT team meetings. Uh, I mean, I'm 10 years into this gig at Shannon High School, and the heck if I could do one thing the same every year. But that (laughs) is just the one thing. It's the one thing I tried to teach the college writing class or the um, scholarship writing class. I tried to... um, do pull outs on different 138 day outs I tried to do scholarship work nights you know and this is the one that has stuck and it might be intimidating to like go into your english teachers or any it could be any teacher any class yeah. could really do this you find the person who you thinks best vested and be like hey I'd really like to team up with you on something and let me push in with you and let's do this. And it's just, it's funny. When I asked the question about the parents saying, why do I have to do this? I make too much money. Well, it, the kids kind of do the same thing to us. There's whining yeah. that comes with this. I'm not going to lie to counselors. <laughs> either. There's a decent, there's no thank yous at the beginning of the year for this. Um, but yeah. there are later <laughs> at the end of the year, there are a lot of hugs and thank yous. Um, because a lot of the kids said, "Well, I don't. I'm not gonna financially qualify for the Susan Buffett. This is silly. Why yeah. should I have to?" And the answer is because even though it's brutal, it's so brutal to write about yourself and be so vulnerable in this way. The questions, the Susan Buffett questions, and the the way they format their essay, and, and we kind of turn it into a full essay, but we have them answer the the specific Susan Buffett questions. They are the formula and the format for almost every great scholarship essay anyway. And so that we have it, we have it available um, to us. And then on top of that one fabulous essay, because we do, we tear it apart over and over again and challenge it. And and everything from vocabulary used in it to um, who are you as a person, like we really get deep with these kids of like, you know, here's here's how, how do you see yourself? How do teachers see you? And and then we pair that with in another class, we do really great resume writing. And if that's like the two big gifts, we can hand them leaving of like, here's an opportunity to use a chunk or chunks or the whole essay for every scholarship and a great resume mm-hmm. and give yourself a chance at, at getting some paid for skills and trainings that, again, like I said, improve your quality of life. Like, God, that's why we do what we do, Andrew. Like this is, this is yeah. The fun. Yeah. So it, it, let's do a little plug too. um, speaking of like the Buffett scholarship and how much we adore them. Um, we're also both going to be at the education quest symposium talking about, um, you're going to talk, probably about things that you've seen lots of different districts do i think i'm gonna do a little ad lib about these senior seminar days so we probably won't get into depth exactly what i do but if i'll just throw it out there come to the symposium in april if you're interested in learning more or you want to set up your own senior seminar days
1: yeah yeah so every two years education quest hosts the the education quest symposium and the purpose of this is to essentially provide counselors and we open it to agencies as well but per, per, predominantly counselors, providing them updates. So we're gonna be talking about the new FAFSA requirement for graduation. We're gonna be talking about the new FAFSA in general. Um, But we also have different sessions that we'll talk about what um, career options are kind of high right now and things that that counselors can utilize in their everyday work with these students. It is hugely beneficial. Um, It's gonna be at Innovation Campus in Lincoln on april 16th and it's going to be a full day filled with a lot of good information Uh, we're going to be talking about ai which should be kind of interesting i'm really excited about that um that's one that i really am curious to see how things are going with that but it's just a really good opportunity to network with other counselors so that you can get their names if you ever have you know, an idea that you want to pull from them later. Uh, The other great part about the symposium is it is a requirement if you are applying for the College Access Grant, which is a four-year grant program through Education Quest, where schools would apply and they would get additional funding to help fund campus visits, um, FAFSA events, uh, presentations family involvement, all these different things. It's just additional funding to help because we know that school districts typically budget away from those things, campus visits being the big one. So uh, for any counselors out there who are interested in receiving that grant, um, that application is up already on our website, but there will be that requirement that someone from your school must be representing your school at the symposium um, but like we already mentioned, it's well worth your time as a counselor to to attend anyway, just because it's such good information and updated, timely information.
0: I love the symposium. It is my absolute favorite event um, to go to. The Nebraska School Counselors Academy and the symposium are. I always make sure that when there's a year, the symposium that I budget for that. So I hope we see you guys, Andrew, and I will. We'll have a coffee with you. We'll hang out. We'll yeah. uh, we'll get to know you. We we would love to see you. Obviously, I'm not I'm not putting it on. I'm just the sh- just there to learn. But um, I learned uh, some of my best. Uh, tips and tricks and things that I do as a school counselor I stole from the symposium some of the Lincoln counselors got up and showed me their shirts and what they do with punch cards I mean just little things that take very little startup that these counselors have created are are phenomenal so and I love yeah. that it's it's we' it's sharing with each other and then some of the professors from Omaha sharing the job resources I think last symposium I learned that one student with a higher, education level can bring like millions of dollars to your community. It was like one yeah. college degree in your student that come to return to your community is like worth a million dollars to your community. I was like, oh my gosh, what an impact we could be making as school counselors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially in our small, smaller rural communities that have a hard time, you know, getting this. This is, we get those students to start those programs and because they grew up in your community, there is a chance that they come back and they provide, you know, to your, just your local stuff. So yeah, it's great. And we, we always say we don't want to reinvent the wheel. If somebody already invented it, let's share it with everybody else. And that's kind of what the symposium is for.
0: Just a bunch of really awesome humans helping kids. Like what's yep. better than that? There's nothing better yeah. than that. Well, you are an awesome human, Andrew. Thank you so much. I can't wait till you come Thank back you. to Shadron next month for more FAFSA completion days. And um, yep. All school counselors, find your local Education Quest rep, email them, uh, give them a phone call. That customer service is to die for with Education Quest. Like if they don't have an answer for you, they'll find you the person who does. And it's always timely. So we super appreciate you, Andrew, and everyone in Education yeah. Quest. Thank you Thank you, so you. Much. Lonnie.
1: Thank you so much for having me today.
0: All right, Andrew. We will talk soon.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Hey, we just want to give a shout out and a thanks to our listeners. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Nebraska School Counselors Association, follow us on Facebook. Huge thanks. Shout out to all the listeners. Please share, like, review, and join us in two weeks for our next episode.